0: It's January the 10th. Let's read the Bible. Hello, folks. My name is Ray Pritchard. Glad to have you with us on this Bible marathon, this journey from Genesis to Revelation. We are deep now, deep in the story of uh, Jacob and Esau. And today's reading, chapter 30 and chapter 31 of the book of Genesis, it's about uh, Jacob, and Rachel, and Leah, and the servant girls and the babies that are born. And then there's some stuff there with the flocks and Laban Well, It's just great stuff. We'll get into this in just a moment. A reminder, be sure you go to keepbelieving.com and download the reading guide so you can follow along in your personal reading. And, And just also to say it doesn't really matter what version of the Bible you're reading from. It's easy I think, even if you have something different than the one I'm reading from this morning, I think you can follow along very, very Easily. I hope also you will tell your friends, invite them to join us on this Bible journey. Okay. So there were four baby boys born to Leah at the end of yesterday's reading in Genesis 29. And then it says she stopped having children. So what's going to happen now? There's more kids on the way. Here we go. Genesis 30. When Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, she envied her sister. Give me sons or I will die, she said to Jacob. Jacob became angry with Rachel and said, am I in the place of God? He has withheld offspring from you. Then she said, here's my maid Bilhah. Go sleep with her. Go sleep with her. And she'll bear children from me so that through her, I too can build a family. So Rachel gave her slave Bilhah to Jacob as a wife, and he slept with her. Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Rachel said, God has vindicated me. Yes, he has heard me and given me a son. So she named him Dan. Rachel's slave Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Rachel said, in my wrestlings with God, I have wrestled with my sister and won. And she called him or named him Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, She took her slave Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Leah's slave Zilpah bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, what good fortune, and she named him Gad. When Leah's slave Zilpah bore Jacob a second son, Leah said, I am happy that the women call me happy, so she named him Asher. Reuben went out during the wheat harvest and found some mandrakes in the field. When he brought them to his mother Leah, Rachel asked, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But Leah replied to her, isn't it enough that you've taken my husband? Now you also want to take my son's mandrakes? Well then, Rachel said, he can sleep with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came in from the field that evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, you must come with me for I've hired you with my son's mandrakes. So Jacob slept with her that night. God listened to to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has rewarded me for giving my slave to my husband, and she named him Issachar. Then Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. God has given me a good gift. This time my husband will honor me because I have borne six sons for him, and she named him Zebulun. Later, Leah bore a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived and bore a son. And she said, God has taken away my disgrace. She named him Joseph and said, may the Lord add another son to me. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, send me on my way so that I can return to my homeland. Give me my wives and children that I have worked for and let me go you know how hard I have worked for you. But Laban said to him, if I found favor with you, stay. I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Then Laban said, name your wages and I will pay them. So Jacob said to him, you know how I have served you and how your herds have fared with me for you had very little before I came, but now your wealth has increased. The Lord has blessed you because of me. And now When will I also do something for my own family? Laban asked, what should I give you? Jacob said, you don't need to give me anything. If you will do this one thing for me, I will continue to shepherd and keep your flock. Let me go through all your sheep today and remove every sheep that is speckled or spotted, every dark colored sheep among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the female goats. Such will be my wages. In the future, When you come to check on my wages, my honesty will testify for me. If I have any female goats that are not speckled or spotted, or any lambs that are not black, they will be considered stolen. Good, said Laban, let it be as you have said. That day, Laban removed the streaked and spotted male goats and all the speckled and spotted female goats, every one that had any white on it, and every dark colored one among the lambs, and he placed his sons in charge of them. He put a three-day journey between himself, and Jacob. Jacob, meanwhile, was shepherding the rest of Laban's flock. Jacob then took branches of fresh poplar, almond, and plain wood and peeled the bark, exposing white stripes on the branches. He set the peeled branches in the troughs in front of the sheep in the water channels where the sheep came to drink, and the sheep bred when they came to drink. The flocks bred in front of the branches and bore it. The flocks bred in front of the branches and bore streaked, speckled, and spotted young. Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face of the streaked sheep and the completely dark sheep in Laban's flocks. Then he set his own stock apart and didn't put them with Laban's sheep. Whenever the stronger of the flock were breeding, Jacob placed the branches in the troughs in full view of the flocks, and they would breed in front of the branches. As for the weaklings, of the flocks, he did not put out the branches. So it turned out that the weak sheep belonged to Laban and the stronger ones to Jacob. And the man became very rich. He had many flocks, female and male slaves, and camels and donkeys. Now, before, before we head on to chapter 31, let me just say, I don't know that I can really explain Everything there about the speckled and the spotted and the blacks and the white sheep and the and the the peeled I, I read a number of explanations the other thing that's really clear to me is when you get to the end of that amazing story Jacob has become very wealthy Laban thought Laban was a kind of a con artist he was a real sharp deal maker he thought he'd got the better part of the deal with Jacob but the Lord's hand was on Jacob and God arranged it so that in the end of the strong sheep were with Jacob and the weak were with Laban, Jacob became very wealthy. Chapter 31. We got problems now. Jacob, after all this, he can't stay in Haran anymore. Verse 1. Now Jacob heard what Laban's sons were saying. Jacob has taken all that was our father's and has built this wealth from what belonged to our father. And Jacob saw from Laban's face that his attitude toward him was not the same as before. The Lord said to him, go back to the land of your ancestors and to your family, and I will be with you. Jacob had Rachel and Leah called to the field where his flocks were. He said to them, I can see from your father's face that his attitude toward me is not the same as before. But the God of my father has been with me. You know that with all my strength, I have served your father and that he has cheated me and changed my wages ten times. But God has not let him harm me. If he said, the spotted sheep will be your wages, then all the sheep are born spotted. If he said, the streaked sheep will be your wages, then all the sheep are born streaked. God has taken away your father's herds and given them to me. When the flocks were breeding, I saw in a dream that the streaked, spotted and speckled males were mating with the females. In that dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob, and I said, here I am. And he said, look up and see all the males that are mating with the flocks are streaked, spotted and speckled. For I have seen all that Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you poured oil on the stone marker and made a solemn vow to me. Get up, leave this land and return to your native land. Then Rachel and Leah answered him, Do we have any portion or inheritance in our father's family? Are we not regarded by him as outsiders? For he has sold us and has certainly spent our purchase price. In fact, all the wealth that God has taken away from our father belongs to us and to our children. So do whatever God has said to you. So Jacob got up and put his children and wives on the camels. He took all the livestock and possessions he had acquired, acquired in Padan Aram, and he drove his herds to go to the land of Canaan to his father Isaac. When Laban had gone to shear his sheep, Rachel stole her father's household idols, and Jacob deceived Laban the Aramean, not telling him he was fleeing. He fled with all his possessions, crossed the Euphrates, and headed for the hill country of Gilead. On the third day, Laban was told what that Jacob had fled. So he took his relatives with him, pursued Jacob for seven days and overtook him in the hill country of Gilead. But God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream at night. Watch yourself. God warned him, don't say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. When Laban overtook Jacob, Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country. Laban and his relatives also pitched their tents in the hill country of Gilead. Laban said to Jacob, what have you done? You've deceived me and taken my daughters away like prisoners of war. Why did you secretly flee from me, deceive me, and not tell me? I would have sent you away with joy and singing with tambourines and lyres, but you didn't even let me kiss my my grandchildren and my daughters. You have acted foolishly. I could do you great harm. But last night, the God of your father said to me, watch yourself. Don't say anything to Jacob, good or bad. Now you've gone off because you long for your father's family. But why? Have you stolen my gods? Jacob answered, I was afraid for I thought you would take your daughters from me by force. If you find your gods with anyone here, he will not live. Before our relatives point out anything that is yours and take it. Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the idols. So Laban went into Jacob's tent, Leah's tent, and the tents of the two concubines. But he found nothing. When he left Leah's tent, he went into Rachel's tent. Now, Rachel had taken Laban's taking Laban's household idols, put them in the saddlebag of the camel and sat on them. Laban searched the whole tent, but found nothing. She said to her father, don't be angry, my Lord, that I cannot stand up in your presence. I am having my period. So Laban searched, but could not find the household idols. Then Jacob became incensed and brought charges against Laban. What is my crime? He said to Laban. What is my sin that you have pursued me? You've searched all my possessions. Have you found anything of yours? Put it here before my relatives and yours and let them decide between the two of us. I've been with you these 20 years. Your ewes and female goats have not miscarried and I have not eaten the rams from your flock. I did not bring you any of the flock torn by wild beasts. I, I myself bore the loss. You demanded payment from me for what was stolen by day or by night. There I was. The heat consumed me by day and the frost by night and sleep fled from my eyes. For twenty years in your household I served you, fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flocks, and you have changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the fear of Isaac had not been with me, certainly now you would have sent me off empty-handed. But God has seen my affliction and my hard work, and he issued his verdict last night. Then Laban answered Jacob, The daughters are my daughters, the children, my children, the flocks, my flocks. Everything you see is mine, but what can I do today? For these daughters of mine or for the children they have born? Come now, let's make a covenant, you and I. Let it be a witness between the two of us. So Jacob picked out a stone and set it up as a marker. Then Jacob said to his relatives, Gather stones, and they took stones and made a mound, then ate there by the mound. Laban named the mound Gigar, Shahadutha, But Jacob named it Galid. Then Laban said, this mound is a witness between you and me today. Therefore, the place was called Galid and also Mizpah. For he said, may the Lord watch between you and me when we are out of each other's sight. If you mistreat my daughter or take other wives, though no one is with us, understand that God will be a witness between you and me. Laban also said to Jacob, look at this mound. And the marker I've set up between you and me, this mound is a witness. And this marker is a witness that I will not pass beyond this mound to you. And you will not pass beyond this mound of this marker to do me harm. The God of Abraham and the gods of Nahor, the gods of their father, will judge between us. And Jacob swore by the fear of his father, Isaac. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and invited his relatives to eat a meal. So they ate a meal. And spent the night on the mountain. Laban got up early in the morning, kissed his grandchildren and daughters, and blessed them. Then Laban left to return home. Oh my. Oh my. You've, you've, you've got deception. You've got you've got things happening on both sides. And yet, watch, watch this. And yet. God has worked through the pain of the broken family of Isaac and Rebekah, the broken relationship between Jacob and Esau, the deception of Laban, who evidently had truly changed the uh, Jacob's salary 10 different times, all of that. And, and Jacob, who, who left by deception to run away from Laban. Oh, what a mess it is. And yet, look it, we've got these kids who've been born. They're going to become down the road. The heads of the tribes of the nation of Israel. Right now, right now, Jacob is on the way home. And remember, it's been twenty years. He's gonna really know what reception he's gonna get when he will. His brother Esau still be angry at him. You got to come back. We are we're, we're about to come to a high point in the book of Genesis in tomorrow's Bible reading. So I'll just stop it right here. We're just thankful, aren't we, that God is able to take the mess of life, the junk of life, the stuff of life, our failures, and the the hurts we experience. And he is able to weave something beautiful out of things that seem so awful from our side. Just remember, God knows what he's doing, even when we don't have a clue. All right, then, that's the end of the Bible reading for today. Go out and have a great day. Come back tomorrow morning. We'll do this again.